we'll talk about mindset first, right? Because if you're gonna if you're gonna be in business for yourself, you have to have the mindset of a winner. You, you really have to have the mindset of a of a killer, right? And so we look at uh, the lion, right? The lion is the king of the jungle. But when you, if you kind of look at the facts surrounding the lion, there's no real logical reason why the lion should be the king of the jungle. Because the lion is not the biggest animal in the jungle, right? That's the elephant. It's not the fastest animal in the jungle, right? That's the cheetah. And it's not the smartest animal in the jungle because that's the orangutan. But yet the lion is the king of the jungle. And, and, and the reason that the lion is the king of the jungle is for one reason and one reason only. It's mindset. It's the mindset of the lion that makes it the king of the jungle. For your consideration for outstanding lifestyle and self-help podcasts, The Sky's the Limit Beyond the Deal podcast is hosted by Dee Brown and produced by Forbes Books Radio and Joe Partavilla. Dee Brown is the president and CEO of the P3 Group, Inc., the largest African-American real estate development company in the nation that focuses exclusively on public-private partnerships. Dee Brown is a member of Forbes Business Council, a former member of Forbes Real Estate Council, the recipient of the National Bar Association's Congressional Black Caucus Corporate Philanthropy Award, a recipient of the U.S. Minority Contractors Association Thurgood Marshall Legacy Award, and is the National Policy Advisor on Public-Private Partnerships and Urban Redevelopment for the National Bar Association's President. Dee Brown is also the owner of Self Made, his 100-feet luxury super yacht, which is the inspiration and an important part of the Dee Brown CEO brand. To learn more about Dee, visit www.dbrownceo.com or Google Dee Brown CEO. Forbes Books, Forbes Books presents The Sky's the Limit with host Dee Brown, the president and CEO of the P3 Group the nation's largest minority public-private partnership real estate developer. Here's Dee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of The Sky's the Limit. I'm your host, Dee Brown. Today, I'm going to mix it up a little bit, and I'm going to be interviewed by my producer, Joe Pertabella. So now, I'm going to turn the show over to Joe. But let's step back. Again, why real estate? I mean, you mentioned your uncle. What is it about? Because that's the one thing I'm really nosy about because I see a lot of people in it. There's real estate companies that come in every shape, form, or size. But what does it do for you? Like, what does it do to your spirit, like your being? Why do you, why do you love it so much? I love what I do because we're doing not just your typical real estate transactions. We are actually impacting communities. Uh, we're impacting the quality of life for individuals in those communities. And so the projects that we're delivering uh, through our P3 model bring about a sense of pride, bring about legacy building, not just for us or myself as a company, but also for the uh, elected officials and administrations that are, you know, shepherding these projects forward. So these are these are game changers. You know, for example, uh, we are constructing a health unit. Uh, in Jefferson County, Arkansas. Now, the existing facility has mold, mildew. Uh, it's raining in the building. Workers have gotten sick from occupying the, that building. So this facility is a game changer. They not only provide safe and sanitary working condition for uh, the employees, they're also providing uh, good quality health care uh, for the citizens of that community. 
So when we deliver public safety, fire, uh, police, healthcare facilities to these communities, these are vital programs that the citizens need to be safe and secure and healthy within their communities. This week, my guest is best-selling author and philanthropist, John Hope Bryant. John advocates for economic empowerment through his nonprofit, Operation Hope, and is the founder of the Promise Homes Company, one of the largest minority-controlled owners of single-family residential rental property in the U.S. John, welcome to The Sky's the Limit. I want to start off by asking you, I've watched you on television, obviously, and read a lot about you. And you often uh, you've been referred to as the conscious of capitalism. And you've told even presidential candidates that you have um, contributed your success uh, to capitalism. You're the second guest on my podcast, actually, who has expressed a profound appreciation for capitalism. The other one is Warren Stevens. Talk to me about your love of capitalism. Capitalism is actually a horrible system, except for every other system. (laughs) Um, It's uh, it's similar like it's similar to democracy in that regard. It's like you know it's just really not a a great system, except that every other system is horrible. I'm getting some T-shirts made now that says "Black Capitalists Matter." It's flying in the face of the perception that, particularly in the black community in particular, that money is evil. No, no, no. The Bible says the love of money is evil. Right. (laughs) Uh, That's right. This is part of. You know, Malcolm X's famous quote, we've been bamboozled, we've been tricked, we've been fooled. Ambassador Andrew Young said that Dr. King's right arm in the civil rights movement on that balcony with Dr. King when he was assassinated, my mentor, would say today to live in a system of free enterprise and not to understand the rules of free enterprise must be the very definition of slavery. We escaped physical slavery, physical bondage in 1865. But then we were graduated into to debt enslavement because we didn't have the memo on how money works or how wealth creation works. The Freedmen's Bank of 1865, March, was run by another capitalist after Lincoln's assassination called Frederick Douglass. Now, people listening to this might be historians and go, oh, Frederick Douglass was a, an abolitionist. Well, the only reason he's able to do that is because he owned $60 million worth of real estate. And he rented it out right. to working class blacks, which gave him financial freedom. So all money is, is freedom. That's all, that's all it really is. It's freedom to go, move, do uh, when you want, what you want, whoever you want, however you want. And capitalism is an opportunity for you to self-actualize yourself, to achieve generational wealth, accumulate some money, wealth more than money. Those two things are different. Right. Um, and gives you options in life. You can't, I, I, I think the short version of what I'm saying is that the last movement was in the streets, and that was civil rights. This movement in the 21st century is in the suites, the business suites. That's right. civil rights. This issue is about class and poverty and, and self-determination through free enterprise and capitalism. And, and even, even to quote Shimon Perez, God rest his soul, he told me one day, 15 years ago, he said, John, people are going to criticize your work. And when they do, you tell them, even if you want to distribute money like a socialist, you got to first collect it like a capitalist. So if you really know how money works right. in the world, we're all capitalists. That what people right. are really talking about the, is that they're talking about a, a progressive tax system. That's all they're talking about. The Nordic socialist countries in Europe, they're capitalist countries. They just have a very progressive and aggressive tax system. And we can get into why and all that stuff if you want. But 
they're making money the same way. I mean, China, a communist country, Russia, a communist country, are capitalists. <laughs> right. Very good point. I'm honored to be joined by a member of Hip Hop Royalty. He's a legendary music mogul, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. He has so much to talk about, and we have so little time. So let's get into it. Percy Miller, a.k.a. Master P, welcome to The Sky's the Limit. I want to start off by asking you, I know that highly successful people all seem to have that pivotal moment in our life where one decision can change the rest of our life. And yours seemingly happened back in the 90s when you turned down a huge offer to sell your record label. That decision not to sell your label led to you building your empire. Do you ever think back on that day and wonder what would your life be like if you had taken that deal? Yeah, I mean, if I'd taken that deal, I just would have been an artist. I'd probably be a platinum artist. But, you know, during that time, a lot of the artists really wasn't making revenue off of their projects. That was the change that I seen that we needed to be able to really take care of families. And the only way I was going to do that is through ownership and create my own brand and my own company, which I created No Limit Records. And the deal that was offered to me, it was a bad deal. I would got a million dollars, but that's all I would have received. And I, I want people to understand that, that no deal is too big. I know growing up in poverty, coming from the struggle, everybody think a million dollars, a million dollars to what somebody going to make off of you. So imagine that that's pennies to what these companies was going to make off of me. What I was able to do as a young person making Forbes top 40, Fortune under 40, which is incredible at that time coming from the ghetto, knowing that I would never did that if I had signed that deal. And I never would be able to have the sustainability that I have now and be able to feed not only my family, but so many other families. Uh, I was able to create so many other millionaires. And I know I just would have had an artist deal and that's what my career would have ended at. Joining me this week is trailblazing entrepreneur C. David Moody Jr. David runs one of the largest African-American-owned construction companies in America. His firm has built and delivered more than 200 commercial projects valued at $3 billion, including the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, home of the Atlanta Falcons. David, welcome to The Sky's the Limit. You also run a a blog in uh, MoodySpeaks.com. Yes. So I would, I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, your blog. And I know you created it as a resource for victims of sexual um, abuse. And I also know you have a goal to build an advocacy center to help treat victims of childhood sexual abuse, especially those who are now in adulthood but struggling uh, from the trauma. And obviously, uh, you know, we know each other and I follow you on LinkedIn. And I see you often talk uh, openly and candidly about um, your childhood sexual abuse. Uh, and so I wanted to touch on this subject because I know that we probably have listeners who have suffered from similar situations who may or may have in the past suffered from the trauma of that abuse. And I think hearing from someone of your caliber who have overcome uh, all the trauma, become successful, may actually help them. And so would you kind of share with me your goals uh, in running your blog and opening this advocacy center? Well, uh, you kind of hit the nail on the head. I'm a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. Uh, I didn't start speaking publicly to 
2012. But what happened, you know, I came along in time period. You just you didn't talk about it. You just buried it. But little did I know what it was doing to me to bury such a trauma uh, to the point that in 1992, our business was four years old. We were winning all kind of awards and things were really going well. And my wife learned someone close to her had been sexually abused as a child. And I just blurted it out that it happened to me. And I thought it was okay, but within a few months, I started having panic attacks really bad. And to the point I had a complete nervous breakdown, but I couldn't tell anyone. I had to suffer in silence and I had to try and keep running my business. And that's another one of those moments where I know there is a God because I should have been in the hospital getting help, but I was able to keep working. But I was a basket case emotionally and I suffered in silence. And 30 years after that, in 2012, I finally decided that actually it was the Jerry Sandusky situation at Penn State that made me start speaking up because I went, nobody should have to suffer in silence anymore. And it's not for everybody to speak up who's a survivor, but I just felt it was something I needed to do. And I started a website called MoodySpeaks.com. This is a place for survivors of childhood sexual abuse can go and get information, read positive stories from other survivors. There's an estimated 42 million survivors just in the United States. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. one in 10 children before the age of 18 will be sexually abused. And 90% of predators is someone in the family or close to the family. I was sexually abused by a male babysitter, the older, the oldest son of our regular babysitter. He was 18. Um, so, you know, the, the trauma is real, but I also try and help others realize we can turn trauma into triumph. This week, I have the pleasure of interviewing the CEO and co-founder of Mobu Enterprises, Jessica Lewis. Jessica is a self-made businesswoman and serial entrepreneur from Philly. Jessica and her team hope to revolutionize the real estate industry by developing affordable housing projects out of shipping containers. Jessica, welcome to The Sky's the Limit. Now, you talked about projects having uh, an impact on the community, and so that kind of resonates with me because, uh, you know, our motto is that we do good by doing good. And so we look at projects where they actually impact the community. So talk to me a little bit about the impact of the projects that you're doing. Definitely. And for us, it's the same. We feel like the projects that we do should be solving problems and not just be about money. So a good friend of mine, Cara Presley, she's gave me the quote of impact over income. And so for us, it, it is encompassed with our actual build outs, with our training programs. We have pre-apprenticeship and apprenticeship programs that specifically help previously incarcerated and veterans become self-sufficient through entrepreneurship and, of course, green construction training. And then also within that training, we're building our communities one unit at a time. So um, our projects are focused in vulnerable communities. We go where people don't want to live, work and play and we make them beautiful again and make them want to come back, live, work and play. And so with that, we've been successful in being able to not only grow our model or I call it employee owned model where everyone will eventually become franchise owners. But we also help our communities become beautiful again by reversing gentrification and, of course, building up communities that were once considered 
undesirable. I'm incredibly honored to have Warren Stevens as my first guest. Warren is one of the most successful American businessmen in the last 35 years. He's the chairman, president, and CEO of the Little Rock-based investment bank, Stevens Inc. And on his watch, his company has grown from a single location to offices around the globe. Warren, welcome to The Sky's the Limit. Now, Warren, there's a there's an amazing video on YouTube that captures the moment you were named the CEO of Stevens Inc. Uh, this was back in 1986 on your 29th birthday. What do you remember about that day? Well, the, it's almost a miracle that that video even exists. I, I, we uh, actually, our oldest son Miles found it looking through some old interviews and whatnot that we had. I didn't know it it existed, but that was that was a. Uh, it was obviously a great day for me, but it was it was odd in the sense I didn't really know what was going on. Harriet and I had been out of town, and I got this very opaque call that said, hey, you need to get back. Uh, there's going to be a company-wide meeting at 7 or 7.30 in the morning, and you got to be there. And I was going, okay. Uh, you know what what what's going on and and basically nobody would tell me so when i went uh i knew something was up i didn't know what it was and uh um there you know then dad named me the ceo which at age 29 was was too early to do but um <laughs> you know i think he was still there very much involved and uh, my uncle was too so they figured if i messed up they could come in and either straighten me out or straighten up the the mistakes i made but um i mean my wife harriet wasn't even there because i didn't know i didn't know what to tell her i didn't know what it was about and she (laughs) she was pregnant and so i went back to the office and i called her and i said you're not going to believe this so she was delighted when our oldest found this found this video because she'd never even seen it Joining me this week is Nathaniel Clark, the managing partner of Chasm Architecture. Nate founded the company in 2005, and Chasm has become a top-notch, full-service design firm headquartered in Atlanta, Georgia. Nate, welcome to The Sky's the Limit. I've often heard you say that good leaders must also be great followers. Some people might have trouble understanding the logic behind this. Why is this so important to you? Well, you know, I think if you're smart, then you have great people within your circle who challenge you. If you're always the smartest person in the room, then you can't grow. And everything about me is about exponential growth. You know, I want even in my firm, uh, I tell everyone that, listen, you have a voice. Everybody has a voice, even down to the janitor has a voice. Uh, And I think that's so important when you're grooming people for leadership. You can't dismantle someone's voice or not listen to the things that they have to say because you can always learn from someone else. And even in sports, right? In sports, in business, or any competition, the only way you get stronger is to play with stronger players. So I always want to include very strong people around me. I want to grow those around me as well. And then there's the trust side that's associated with that growth. You know, I may not always be the uh, youngest or the brightest, but you know, sometimes you can learn things from people that have much less experience than you. And then you have to be willing to follow their leadership, even though they don't have the same level of experience. And I think when you're doing that, that's how you see these companies grow exponentially. I can't write code. There are some very smart people out there that can write code, 
that we should all be listening to about certain things within that space. So, you know, followership is underrated. Everybody wants to be a leader. Everybody talks about being a leader. But, you know, the best part of a company are the folks that are following. And even as a leader within my firm, I find myself following my team uh, when it comes to technology and the other things that we need to implement in order to make us a robust architectural firm. Joining me this week on the Skies of Limit is Elsa Brown. Elsa is the president and CEO of Hopeman Contracting, a 100% woman-owned construction company with offices in DeSoto, San Antonio, and Universal City, Texas. Elsa, welcome to the Skies the Limit. You are a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. And of course, yes, I'm a sir. member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity. And sororities and fraternities play a significant role in the lives of many people around the world. What role yes, does sir. your sorority play in your personal and professional life? Thank you for that acknowledgement. And uh, yes, I am an AKA, very proud AKA for the better chapter of Georgia Tech. When I went to Georgia Tech, unbeknownst to me at that time, when I was a senior in high school, the local chapter of AKAs actually gave me a thousand dollars scholarship to go to Georgia Tech. That thousand dollars was the money that I used on my move to Atlanta. So that was three years before I pledged. To give you an idea that the ladies of Alpha Kappa Alpha Incorporated were backing me up, even when I didn't even understand what I was getting myself into. At Georgia Tech, there's a very small pool of women, and obviously there's also a very small pool of Black women. So uh, it was a privilege to be selected and incorporated into the organization. And through the years, since I went to an engineering school, pretty much all my sorority sisters are engineers. So for me, uh, Black women in engineering and sciences is a normal thing because my chapter is all engineers. Um, (laughs) All of my sorority sisters pretty much are working in the sciences and mathematics and management and have done fantastic in their professional lives. So for me, it has been a cradle of, of, uh, of embracing us, of uh, making sure that we understand that we can move forward. And I'm going to tell you a little story. One of my things that I understood is I actually read the book, Hidden Figures, not just the movie, but read the book. And the person who pinned me at Georgia Tech was mentioned in that book, okay, Dr. Mm-hmm. Darden. Her daughter is my line sister. And so I then understood that what I am today the engineering, architecture, sciences, the love that I received from the ladies of Alpha Kappa Alpha when I was a very young person have definitely imprinted in me to what I am today. So thank you so much to all my sisters. This has been The Sky's the Limit with Dee Brown. To find out more about Dee, go to dbrownceo.com. And to connect with the P3 Group, check out the P3 Group Inc. The Sky's the Limit is a production of Forbes Books.